Hi, I'm Evil C, and you're listening to the Cashers Corner Podcast. So that brings Skelly us to well. uh, there's still one more big news event that happened. Yes, yeah, that's what I was asking. The next, yeah, the next thing. The next, the other one was uh, race for cash this summer. Yes, yes, we had our, our being race modest for... about it there, but it was quite well attended this yes, year. Yes, we had. I think we hit 150 people at that event. We were very, very close. Actually, I got a Christmas gift from the wife regarding the ca- the race for cash. She took the the two. Uh, Times transcript articles we had, oh, yes. and had them framed. So they've been put in a big frame with my poker chip and my thing, and she put that all in a nice little frame for me to keep as a memento. So, uh, yes, we had the race for cash, fourth year anniversary of the race, um, big attendance. I think people had a great, great old time. Uh, I know uh, Mr. Heath Tree here for the was it third third year in a row managed to retain his uh, his first to finish title. So. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a big event, and the actually the the come out and play event as well in Fredericton was quite quite popular. It was more than a hundred people at that event, but the race event, yes, being one of my events, it's uh, I I I I really enjoyed this year. I, I that that Soffit Honda. See, you weren't into cash. Do you know anything about the race for cash? I, I know that the race for cash had a really cool Twitter ticker thing on. Oh the yeah, that's, they, that's about all I know about the race the, for uh, cash. The, I had to uh, fix it that weekend. I remember the, that. The uh, the race for cash. The uh, we had one of the stops you had to go to. And it's it's my favorite to date was the Honda, the one at Moncton Honda. So the pixel board at Moncton Honda. I had, saw that had had coordinates on. on it, and people had to go to that. And I got a lot of comments on that. I got a lot of comments about the uh, the eyeball soup task, where people had to get blindfolded and put their hands. I got a really awesome idea. I'll have to talk to you about that <laughs> so, next year. Uh, but aside from that, just for a moment, while we're talking about 2011, do you guys have any other ideas or things on on big news that happened in the world of geocaching this year? Anything else that sort of comes to mind? I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> the C entered the bro- the uh, the game. Yeah. No, going once, twice. So that brings us to 2012. So I will I'll just skip over the first one here for a moment and talk about a couple of w- bigger events. Uh, we were just talking about the race. So the the fifth anniversary of the race is scheduled for this year. So there's a couple of things I know that I had said at la- this year's race that the five year would probably be the last. Um, I'm not going to say that that's been written in stone, but I'm in the works to do something pretty, I'm hoping, to be pretty special for this year. I, I, I've i been playing my cards a certain way, and I'm really, really hoping I can do it, so we'll see. Uh, but we are going to do the coin, so you'll have a five-year anniversary geo coin for the Race for Cash, so anybody that, any teams that register have the option to say, I want a coin now, like you can pre-order it, basically. Uh, there's also this year's Ice Walk, which is taking place in early February, so it's like the sixth or seventh ice walk. I think he said six, six years of the ice yeah. walk, six or seven. I think it's number six, yeah. So uh, that'll be good. Hopefully I can get those four last caches on Jadiac Island. I remember it's sh- number six because this is something else I wanted to bring up. I can throw it in right now. Sure. Um, somebody had mentioned the ice walk on the GC.com. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool thing to read about. <laughs> yeah, so I put a post on B about it. Somebody started it who doesn't want to be known, that's then that started it, who was jealous that they could create an event 
about going out to find caches. How well, come I've only been here for a month and I already know who that non-named person <laughs> is just by reading comments over the last two weeks? Yes, right? exactly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was brought up and I just mentioned, I, I put a comment. So I've been going every year. I love it. It's a great event. I might go get caches. I might just sit in the kitchen, eat and talk. That's what you did last year, wasn't I it? I never left the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Has... Like, I understand the point that people were trying to make, and I understand the jealousy because I understand people are trying to do that. Fine and dandy, whatever. For people who have never taken the walk from the, the from Grand Digger, or from the road yeah. to Edgewater, where my family cottage used to be, yeah. over across there in the wintertime, for people who haven't done that, that's just the coolest thing. It's only a 15-minute walk from Edgewater or less. Yeah, but when you're out there, it feels so isolated, and the wind's ripping through. Yeah, it's just it's, something you can't feel any other it is, way. It is really cool. It but is the really event states that come to our house and eat, and there's catches everywhere. Go up in groups, hook up with people, and go find them. But exactly. here's my house, and come and eat. Yeah. If geocaching is not about groups of people getting together to discuss and find caches then what, in fact, is the purpose of the game for everyone to go out by themselves? This is not a, an event, a find, cash-finding event. It's an event where people can take a break or come there after finding cash. I, I think that's what... But I think the, the point would be made, I mean, you call it the ice walk, and they imply that people go to the island, and that's where it's implied. I know what yeah. you're saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that that's, that's probably what the ruckus is about, because organized hunts as events are not supposed to be allowed, yeah. whereas this appears to be that. Yeah, but this, it, it's not, it isn't what it is. It an is. organized hunt is, let's meet at point A, we're going to walk to point B and find the cash. Yeah. This yeah. is, I'm inviting people into my house, the event is here, it's not moving, it's not going anywhere, and you cannot find a cash. At the event. Yeah. It's in my house. <laughs> now, if you want to leave my house to go find cash somewhere else... There's two different hey. entrances you can take, and here's how long it'll take to get <laughs> exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's oh. how I see that event. Yeah. And I, beyond that... organized hunt, there's no location other than point A and point B. For the reviewers who don't know what going out on the ice there in Shediac Bay is like, they also don't, under, don't understand that the event that that is in itself, if you've never done it. It's completely boring. And the islands, Cocan Island is, is awesome. The trails on the deer on Cocan Island? Cocan Island or Shediac yeah. Island? There's, well, they well, do both. There's, there's, okay. we do both. You can pick an island and go to either one. Okay, okay. Or you go do the new trail in Bactouche. There's all kinds of okay, places to go. Cool. Yeah. I've done both. I, I like Cocan Island better than Shediac Island. I've never been. Yeah, it's a shorter walk. Yeah, I knew it's that. It's like 300, 400 yards and you're on the island. Okay. And it's got nice trails and it's got deer on it. There's actual deer living on that island. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Where Shediac Island has a couple of coyotes and some rabbits. I uh, used to have cows, but... Yeah. <laughs> and houses and schools and, and children. Yeah, yeah. And all that really well fed well coyotes now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how well fed. <laughs> <laughs> and one, I can't... Which, which one is it that has all the stork... The, the, not stork nest, the blue heron nest. Must be Cocan Island? Oh, I don't you know. No, that's probably over on the small island there in Shediac, I would say. No, it's Skull no, Island. No, 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 there's no, there's nothing. No, this there. one, there's all island. Yeah. There's hundreds of blue trees. Hundreds. Okay. Way up, and you walk through it, and you're everywhere. Like, they look like big spider webs all above you. Yeah. So, that's Cocaine Island. It's, it's, you got to do it. It's a fantastic event. I mean, once yes. again, another event, if, if you're interested in events, and you want to do something unique... Hopefully the weather will hold. Last year was the first year nobody could go to the island because the ice wasn't thick enough. Yeah. So hopefully the weather will hold. It'll be cold enough and people can go because it. It Chris is right has got it right on the money in the fact that walking out on that ice and doing that oh, it, is. it is very unique because you go way out and you really you're in the middle of Shediac Bay. I mean it's Shediac, right? There's it's 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 not it's not Nunavut. It's not the Antarctic. But man, does it feel that way. And, the and way beyond that, like, for a lot of people, this generation, a little bit more safe than when I was growing up, 
Me and my dad used to drive on Kodiak <laughs> Bay in a Jeep Cherokee in like 82. And that people was have, the craziest thing. People drive across it. If the ice is hard enough, people, you'll yeah. have cars pass you on the ice. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. But I know they mean, took Zonker's Jeep out there one year. <laughs> well, Zonker was away and someone wore his Jeep and drove it up there. Then they told him it fell through the ice. Oh. That's another story. But yeah, it, it, how many people have seen the far side of the island? Yeah. Oh, right. well, Cocan Island, the caves on the back side, you can actually get... I got a picture of me sitting inside one of them. Cool. Oh, Earth wow. Cash. I'm cool. sitting, I got a picture taken while in the cave. Nice. That's, that's so, sweet. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Cool. So, cool. Yeah. that'll be the first big, big event of 2012. Uh, then there's the, the Bye Bye Winter event in Fredericton, which will be happening at the Killarney Lodge. We mentioned that previously. And that, because the contest is continuing to grow in size, I mean, last year they had 100 attendees, so I suspect that... The come out and play at Killarney will be fairly large as if well. There's 100 people playing. They're going to have close to almost everybody. There. Oh, they're, they're going to have they're going to have a lot of people there, especially. I think that's why they moved up to the larger place. Yeah, because it is a fairly decent uh, a decent sized venue. And like I mentioned earlier, the fifth race for cash event will be this year in as May. Well. That is the ACGA. Oh yeah, that's in, in May, long weekend in May. Yeah. Oh, that's the uh, is that the weekend uh, the Curlies? Is that the one you're talking about? Or? No, no. Well, Curlies is the spring kickoff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. In yeah. Nova Scotia, that gets. Close to 200 people now. That's been yeah, that's true. Great event. They had the whole restaurant taken over. That's a no, spring kickoff event. No, Fundy Park. Oh, Fundy, yes, Fundy, yes. Long weekend in May, Fundy Park. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another, another big, big one. Fundy yeah. Park? Yeah, they weekend in May? Yes. Yep. Really? Be oh. prepared. Be prepared. Uh, <laughs> done. <laughs> um, race event in August, although I know that I said it was the 10th at the event, due to things that I am trying to make happen... If I have to move it to make what I want happen happen, it will be moved to July. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will still be in the summer sometimes. Lots of notice for everybody. <laughs> lots of notice, lots of notice. I'm hoping actually to be able to to uh, to announce my my wishes as having been granted. I hope at the Bye Bye Winter Bash. So I uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But mid July to sometime in August, that event will be happening. Another and, thing too, and I don't know if people know that the event where you've had it the last two years at. Centennial Park? Yes. Has been compliments of Mr. Heath's trip. Yes, it has been. Event, so thank you, Heath, for that. Yes. And, it yeah, it continues to grow. That, if, if Perfect spot for it. It is a perfect spot, and if the, the numbers continue, I mean, we'll push, we'll probably push 200 people this year. I would, well, 2012, we'll probably push close to 2,000 uh, 2,000 people. Yeah, I wish. We have four more. With, with the evil <laughs> yeah, whole team. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, so that's that's some of the stuff I look forward to as far as the events. The last thing that I wanted to mention as far as uh, 2012, at least that I have, was, um, and th- this has been kind of hinted at and, and touched on a little bit throughout uh, the scribbles and maybe on the podcast and this and that, but I'll, I'll be the first to actually say it. Um, Cash Up New Brunswick will be relaunching in March, so you can expect to see an event published. Um, I don't know if it'll just be like a get-together, a coffee, or it'll be a meal or something, but I, there will be an event to sort of celebrate the two-year birthday slash anniversary. Uh, we're going to do a relaunch in March, so there's going to be a brand new look to the website. Um, maybe we could do it at the fire hall and you can have the smart board up and stuff. Yeah, maybe. maybe. It's it, it's going to be, we're, we're really working hard to try and bring some new things. Uh, so we've got some pretty cool ideas, some things that are <clears throat> are in the works, some stuff you've already seen. You know, the the, uh, the new random cache was part of that. Uh, yesterday, if anybody had noticed or even had looked, 
the fact that photos have now been changed, so now we are connected to Flickr, so we're not going to be doing any of the, uh, the old upload to us. We're going to use our connection with Flickr, but there'll be some video about how to, how to integrate your video and your photos with Cache of New Brunswick if you want to. Uh, the videos change or still just grab? Videos exactly the same way. So it just grabs the hashtag. It's the same thing with Flickr. So if you upload video to YouTube, put a tag that says Cash Up NB, all one word. If you upload to Flickr, do the same thing. So the only ones there now are the ones that I've uploaded. There's probably, I did a whole bunch last night, so there's probably 30 or 40 pictures, if that. <clears throat> but if you want to share pictures on Cash Up NB, you have geocaching pictures on Flickr now. Add that tag and it will come up. And it's a, it's a nice little plugin. I've added a new... Uh, a new little plug-in, and it has a nice little slideshow. Anyone to, to indicate if there's something new? It's automatically all new uploads. Anything uploaded no. recently <laughs> will be added to that page, but nothing to tell you that there's new you, I can't log on and say, hey, there's new pictures. No. Like not not presently. Yeah. Perhaps in the Is future. it asynchronous? I have no idea. Let's explore that. <laughs> so, if it is, uh, yes. <laughs> so a- anyway, if you go into the, if you go into the photos, the most recently uploaded ones are there. I might include like a, a widget or something that has like cut like four thumbnails. We used to do that on, on yeah. the existing yeah. one. Maybe something like that. Uh, and there's some other other interesting surprises, some interactivity about location stuff and a little bit better navigation of getting things like older posts, stuff get lost and, and posts that shouldn't be on the main reel that people can still see. Anyway, lots of stuff to, to, to look forward to and the site will definitely be uh, definitely be live by the start of March and you can expect to see an event for that. So... Any other uh, stuff that you guys know about for 2012? <coughs> you want to uh, touch on, know of, think of, would like to see? All I know is I've got an awful lot of spare time when it comes to sitting down in the basement twiddling my fingers. So if y'all got features you want, <laughs> I, I really ain't got nothing better to do. <laughs> I like to sit and twiddle and write features. That's, you know, that's something we can mention now. People have listed a podcast and stuff uh, have, have sort of been introduced to Chris, Evil C. Um, feel free to talk to him and talk to him about yeah, yeah, website stuff, right? Anything at all. It's not my website. I'm just here to help out and kick in when I can. But, but he'll, if, he'll refer to Matt yeah. and Zor about it. And geez, then, any feature ideas at all, like, it's always neat to come up with a new way to, to make things more interactive. Or even any, any kind of tech help, because you helped me with my website. Yeah, <laughs> and I've still got to fix your contact page up on that one. I'm not worried about that, because I don't know how many people are actually going there right now. <laughs> There's going to be a lot more people going very shortly. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so 2012. So that, that actually brings us to um, our big topic for today, uh, which I have written down as the final versus the solve. <laughs> um, and basically, this was inspired by something that came up recently, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of that because that's, that's a whole other topic of discussion. But the, the gist of it is, our, and I put it as a single question, as are finding final caches without the solve cheating? So to give you an example... What is your take, and I'll, I'll post to everybody here and to anybody else that's listening, what is your take on the, the idea of finding a puzzle, a multi, or a where I go, where you skip the entire process of either solving the puzzle or doing all the stages of the multi or just doing whatever you need to do to get the final out of the where I go and going straight to the container, signing the log, and walking away. I open the floor to you to kind of get some feedback on what you guys think, you know, is is that... Is that cheating, or are you? Is that the truest form of finding? Because you are still finding the cache and logging your name. So here's here's an interesting situation that came up for me this this fall. I went to go hide a cache in the Moncton area and was told by the reviewer that there was a puzzle too close to mine. Okay. The the location I had in mind, but he didn't tell me what puzzle it was. 
So I spent days and days I solving puzzles until someone told me they thought they knew which one it was. And I emailed the, the owner of the puzzle and he told me what it was. And he told me the location. Okay. I haven't gone out to find it yet because I don't feel like I've earned it because I didn't solve the puzzle. Okay. So I haven't logged it as a find yet even though I know exactly where it is. Okay. That's interesting. So, so then there's somebody... Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, please go ahead. Uh, and, and I know he's going to listen because he always listens to our podcast. <laughs> he's always the first to comment, Belladan. <laughs> Belladan does not solve the micro-logics that Mom and Pa do, and he's very good friends with them lives up by them. But whenever a needs maintenance flag comes up, he calls Paul and says, Hey, I'm going to fix that cash for you. There's <laughs> coordinates. And he does Oh, that. that's dirty cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So Dan goes out and does the maintenance and finds the cash at the same time. Nice. I think that's funny. Right, so, so Dan, Dan's going to hear this. And so, so for, for you, Heath, you, I, I would infer based on what you're saying that you don't think someone should find a puzzle cache unless they've solved the puzzle. Well, then, generally not. But then the flip side also happened to me this fall that I was going out hiding some caches on the Northwest Trail of Moncton, not knowing <laughs> and went to an electrical pylon to put one there, and there was already one there. Yeah. So I took it out, and I signed the log, and then realized... I didn't know what puzzle it was. Yeah. And, you're, and there's no way to find out for those ones. <laughs> no, because the actual the cor- the, the fake seed coordinates yeah. for it are seven kilometers away. Yeah, in a J or an I or an M. Exactly. <laughs> it, took, it took me probably three days of going through those puzzles to figure out which one I was actually allowed you know, to log. You know what you have to do is when you go and do all those and then try to remember which one it was when you got to go try to log it, remember <laughs> when you know what it is. Was this I2 or was this... In which M3? case, in which case, I didn't. I, I actually felt justified in logging that as a find, even though I never solved the puzzle. Yeah. But I found the container and I signed the logbook. So in that case, you, you because you found the physical container and you signed the log, even though you didn't sign the puzzle or didn't do the puzzle, you were all right with that. Whereas you had the coordinates to a final that was a puzzle that you didn't solve. I felt like I was cheating a little bit on the <coughs> where I was given the coordinates because it was a hard puzzle. Yeah. And felt that it was almost cheating a little bit because the cash owner gave me the coordinates only to help me with the hide that I was placing. Okay. Wouldn't have probably given me the coordinates otherwise. So, so... I didn't want to take advantage, I guess. So, all right, so let's continue down no, that, well, that, that path. If, would, you, would you then say that if... What if you were with a group? If you're with a group of people that have... You know, can solve the, solve the puzzle and all four of us have gone out on a, on a, on a caching raid... So he actually solved it. We go find the container. Do we all claim the find, or is he the only one that gets it? Well, I guess this really isn't that much different than <coughs> the event where in, in Sackville where they were going up the pole. Not everybody went up the pole in Sackville to sign the log, but other people were there and yeah. had their names put in the log by the person who went up. So, I mean, I've talked with a couple of friends about divvying up all of the dog puzzles that Veladan put out. Yeah. And divvying them up and each taking 10 or 20 of them. That's funny you said that, because... And then go out and, and do, find them all together. Myself, Zonker, and Sepet divided it up. Said, you start here and go this way, you start here and go that way. And we divided it in three. And just kept going until we had them all done. Took us about a day and a half. Three of us went out together and found all of them. Yeah. And we each solved the third. So... Looks like you, you kind of want to chime in on this, Chris. Yeah, I, I got a really, really big issue with the whole idea of the puzzle cache and not being able to verify where they are. I understand that they don't want you to cheat in the game, but really, from a data control point of view, and I literally breathe this stuff every day, this is what I do for a living, is security on data. There is only one spot in the entirety of this game where they have security on any data at all, and this is it. 
But see, but they are not gaining anything by obscuring where those points are. But they still tell you, depending on the cash listing, older listings not so much, but most modern uh, cash listings now, if you if you solve it, like are you talking about the fact that a regular user can't see the final? No, or the, no. Or the, 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 the issue is when you go to place a new cache, like yeah. in this situation, this is what irks me in, in the data transport, right? You go ahead and you're providing a set of coordinates, their database can answer you immediately. Yes, oh, yes it can. Oh, absolutely. But what they're trying to do is make it so that you can't go fishing for those coordinates as a solution to the puzzle. Yeah, and that's it's the only place they secure anything, and yeah. they're really not helping. It's a, it's almost a whole other topic. I've complained <laughs> about I've complained about it on the Cash Up Lane B forums. Yeah, we, we drive me crazy. We run up in many podcasts. Eventually, it's going to end up so that you're going to be able to go to geocaching.com and do a blind coordinate search for. Before well, you I, I think the thing is though. I think it's been discussed, and and it is what you say is the problem. Is that Groundspeak perceives it as a means of cheating, being able to know where the final is. So they 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 but kind there, of there's a way to do that by just giving you to five know, checks we, a day. We, we've had that we've had that exactly. conversation so saying you know yeah. true false. So is it available? True or false? You get five a day yeah. and that's it, and and leave it at that. But it's even that when they're not telling you the answer to which actual puzzle you're solving or which puzzles there that you're trying to place on the top of. This is an arbitrary security detail that isn't helping anything. Because I can just as easily go buy the list of the things from whoever that gentleman was we were mentioning earlier. <laughs> you know, it, it's far easier. Because of the way they're pushing this, there's going to be those collections of lists. Yeah. There has to be so those people can continue to set up new caches. There's a website called uh, www.abux.net <laughs> that you can go and put the coordinates to any multi-puzzle wherever yeah. that you want on there. There's very few. It's mostly in Germany There's where they seem to cheat a lot. Something checker. Oh, geochecker. Geochecker, but no, that's, that's legit. That's different. That's legit because basically what happens is... That's what we want on geocaching.com. We you, want a geochecker. We actually want that because what geochecker lets you do is I, I list a cache. Yeah. It's a puzzle cache. Yeah. You want to know whether or not when you've solved the puzzle, yeah, yeah. if you get it right, you punch that, that final into geochecker and it says, yes, you've solved it. That way you're not wasting your time because prior to geochecker, they used north and west checksums. And that was it. Like you could, you could put a north checksum and a west west check if you chose to. Okay. Otherwise, the the person solving the puzzle has absolutely no idea whether or not they've gotten it right. So they they you have waste that a idea. lot of time out in the field. Yeah, a lot of wrong. time. This little chunk right here. This is something that we're going to take offline because <laughs> I have got this. I, I've got a great idea. <laughs> I really do about how this problem could be easily solved. You're gonna have to call them about it. No, no, no. no. You don't. That's the. That's <laughs> no, I, I I kind of have a feeling where yeah. that's that's going. Any, let's get let's get back to the idea of, yeah. of whether or not. Okay, so so it sounds like from your perspective, Heath, that you you would tend to believe that. It almost sounds like you're on the fence both ways. That I, I yeah I, I guess he's I young and naive. <laughs> if you find something in the woods and nobody told you it was there, and you open it up and there's a log to sign, sign the log. Do you get the point for solving the puzzle? I don't think so. I don't. But, but is it about solving the puzzle, or is it about signing the log? I mean, ultimately, geocaching yes. is about finding a container and signing a log. And to be fair, these ones I found on the Northwest Trail, I solved a crap load of puzzles <laughs> in order to figure out which one I actually could get the credit for. Yeah, so the thing about the Northwest Trail, though, as soon as you find a puzzle cache out there, you know whose they are. Yeah, <laughs> well, I do now. I do. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But see, the, the, the thing that goes along with that is the fact that, and I'm glad you mentioned it, about is it, is it this puzzle or is it the, the find? Because... 
from my perspective, and you know, I, I don't consider myself to be someone who cheats. I tend to be most of the part time, I think, ethical in what I do. I've crossed the line a couple of times. I've written about it on Cash Up NB. But for me, it's the whole point of the puzzle. Regardless of how, how difficult the puzzle it is, I mean, you look at 1973, that was a brutal puzzle. I made that just point blank to piss people off. That was a really, really off. The cat, you could only get the final coordinates if you visited the page at 8.13 p.m. It was a PHP script. That you had to load the page at that time. You had to load the page at 8.13. Not nice. you're looking at so it. So that, that drove people crazy, right? But the, the idea being that, you know, you all, the puzzle, all the puzzle caches that exist out there... They are all about deriving the final coordinates. Yes. Because ultimately, geocaching is about going out, whether it's a group, whether it's yourself, whether it's <clears throat> you and the dog, whoever. It's about going out and finding this container. The fact that, that you have to jump through 100 hoops to solve a puzzle, yes, the pu some of the puzzles are fantastic. Some of those are great, great puzzles. Ron's Pirate Cache, I always come back to that one because that's a puzzle cache and it's an awesome cache. It's more like a multi to me. <clears throat> and it really, it really is more like a multi, but the idea being that you still are jumping through those hoops just because you need to find the final coordinates so you can get the container and sign the log. So, <clears throat> I mean, I, I've, I've solved, I don't know if you went on my stats, I probably have close to 200 puzzles uh, for finds. And if I've solved 50 of those, I would be shocked. Most of the most Same of those, yeah, most of the ones I have I have gone out and claimed to find on, I have gotten from friends. I've been with groups. There have been GPX files that have been passed around, and I've gone out. And it has never been any disrespect to the owners because the way I have perceived it for myself, and like Chris was saying, this is kind of an individual game. It's how everybody else wants to play for themselves. Is as an owner, if I hide a puzzle cache, I want people to find it. I don't care if they solve the puzzle. I want the, the container to be found. So if, if, I'm, if I'm okay with someone signing a log on a puzzle cache I've created without solving the puzzle, then it doesn't bother me to go out and sign the log of a puzzle without actually doing the puzzle. And the, the other piece I would add to that, though, is it also depends on the nature of the puzzle, or depends on the multi, depends on the where I go. There's where I goes that I've done... <clears throat> purely on my computer. I've gone through the whole thing, got the final, went out, and got it. There's other ones I've done the whole thing on the computer, then I've gone out and done the real where I go. Nemo's cache in the Dieppe Park is a prime example. I did that one because he's, I didn't know anything about hunting. I had nothing, I didn't know anything about what guns to use or any of this stuff. So I got that right the first time. <clears throat> well, you would have. You're a hunter. But yeah. when I did it on the computer the first time, I picked the wrong gun. So had I done that in the field, I would have done the entire thing twice because I wouldn't have picked the right gun. So the the emulator helped. But I also knew the owner and I, I wanted to support the cash so I went out and I did that. So I think there's a little bit that goes both ways. Do I think I'm cheating? I'm fine with it. I'm sure some people would say that I am cheating. And if you want to say that, then you know what? that That's fine. But it doesn't it doesn't bother me when I log a find on a puzzle if I haven't solved it unless there's you know, a special circumstance around. So, so when your public profile has a little thing beside <coughs> trackables and geocaches found that says puzzles solved, yep. that's no. when it matters. It says puzzles found, and that's that's the key. It, it's just, that's the amount of puzzle caches I have found. It doesn't necessarily mean I've solved No, them. that's what I mean. When they change that wording <coughs> so that it says puzzles solved, yeah, that then would what you're describing would technically be cheating. Yes, exactly. But it's not that, it's as a, you say. I, I see it more as 
It is the find. It is the container. It's the same reason why I, dis I dislike the idea of challenge caches. Because I can go to the container. I can sign the log. I found the physical container, but I'm not allowed to log it on the website. I find that to be... I don't like that idea. I felt so I, bad about your 1973 cache. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you I, I figured it out. He did. But he. I was changing the time... Forcing the time on my computer, which is it's a server no, time. Server time. <laughs> and I it, and it wasn't working. It wasn't working. I said, "Damn it! I know where he hid this cache." <laughs> so I went out and I spent about fifty minutes digging around, and I found it just but, through brute force. So, okay, so I was the first to find. Woo! I found it. I didn't. But when I emailed, I said, "What I was doing?" He goes, "No, wrong time. Right, right thinking, but wrong." So. I was really that close. And see, I have no problem with you doing that. You know, I went and I did the movie Madness Cash. There's another example of yeah, where of not solving a, 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 a cash. The movie Madness Cash. You know the Dieppe traffic circle? They hidden one in the middle. The final one was in the middle. So it was an old one. It's like Frogger. That's, that's dangerous. Very so, dangerous. So the yeah, final... I don't think the cash is there. Is, no, Mom Pop took it up. They did? Okay, so... The, the final was there. They put that there? No, 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 no. It was the no, guy no. that moved. They wouldn't have moved. Otter Slide Dog, I think, was the owner, and, and he's long, long yeah. since moved away. Anyway, the, the what you had to do is you had to watch like a half a dozen movies and and get the clues from the movies, and that would allow you to solve the puzzle. So, okay. but I knew the final was in there, so I went into that that section three times, having no idea where it was, and I combed the place by hand. Nice. I went through every single tree, every single bush. I, and on the third attempt, I went out, and that's why I use the term brute force, which you can appreciate. Oh, yes. <clears throat> so I used brute force to find that cache. I finally got it, and I had no qualms about claiming that as a find because I found the container. No, I didn't do the puzzle, but I certainly did find the but cache. But it doesn't say puzzle solved, and I'm <laughs> so, totally with you on the way you look at it. So, so, what, so what do you think? going back on my other, the other side of my argument, I've got a puzzle out there, just one, okay. in, in town, that's called the Enigma of Rudyard's Island. Okay. Which has maybe been found a dozen times since I hit it almost two years ago now. Oh, okay, wow. Because my puzzle requires you to take the solution to the puzzle and bring it to the coordinates, and then it's a multi as well. Oh, and I you see. you need the solution to the puzzle to figure out where to go to the final. You can't brute force this. Okay. You need to actually have the solution with you when you go to find the first stage. That's a creative idea. Definitely. And it actually forces you to do the puzzle. But okay. because of that, I only get a hit on it that somebody's found it maybe every two, three, six months. Really? And sometimes I wonder if I should archive it. Yeah. Because people aren't finding it very much. Yep, that's, that's, it's absolutely Yeah, right. I get no interest in finding so, it. Because I have to do work. Hop on the boards <laughs> and start tormenting people. <laughs> but that's, that's not... Go with them. <laughs> Come on, what? You can't I am probably <laughs> one of the worst for finding puzzles without solving them around here. I I got so all Jim fifty two. There's too many of them anyway. The dog ones I did, <laughs> I, I solved thirty out of the sixty myself. I really did. But those were too hard. Go to Wikipedia and there's a, a Google. And there's a dog. And Google can... goggles is a beautiful thing for yes. that. <laughs> yes, I took pictures of the dogs <laughs> on the screen. That's exactly what I did. It worked like a charm. Now, now here's how we're, do, we're really how only talking Google about goggles? we're really only talking about iPhone. puzzles though. I have a Google goggles. It's on there. You have a Google on iPhone? Sorry, Heath, go ahead. Oh, sorry, we're only, only talking about puzzles. As far as a multi is concerned, if I know where the final location of a multi is, I don't know if I'd want to. I actually enjoy going and finding all the stages of a multi. See, I've not done one of those yet. It all depends on the multi. Like, and, and I actually, the multi. I actually yeah. wish, the, wish there were more multis in the area. Like, have you done... Uh, You'd be the person to do them. From the heights I've seen so far of yours, you would be the person. And I, wrong, I, just, I just hit a multi. Did the you... Uh, did you multis are supposed to be straightforward. Point bang, a, point bang, B, bang. Point C. Did you do uh, multi not a micro in Caledonia? 
Yes. Yeah, see, like, that, that, that was a... That, I think you'd like that one, too. Okay. You know, like, create a, just a different way to just do a Moncton. Way just a little different. Uh, there's a nice one in the cemetery um, in the Louisville area of Moncton. Funky one. Funky one. Oh, is that yeah. the one you do this? The, so the, going from an tombstone to tombstone. Yeah, 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 that one I've done. That was cool. And yeah. there's the great multi that Critter put out, scoped it out. Oh, that is... Which is one of my favorite caches in the province, I have to say. That... Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, so we, we can talk about that. After. I would, you know, uh, those, all of these ones. I wouldn't want to go right to the final container because the actual journey to get to it is almost more enjoyable than finding it and signing the log. I I would agree with that. Depending on, that's where I that I keep coming back to. Depending on the cash, the but, worst multi I've ever done is that Great White Geotour I predicted with Paul. He drove me nuts. Remember the whining I did because I didn't want to walk to all these ten points to find it. <laughs> I whined the whole time. The the like. I'll talk where I go caches. Here's, here's a good example because where I go is very much the same way. You, you need to, to go through the whole process to get to the end depending on the way the cartridge is written. So you look at, at myself, I've got, I think I have four active where I goes right now. Right? I would not care if anybody get the final on the baseball one or the one in the Sobeys parking lot. Like any of, any of those I would not care. If somebody did it on the emulator or just you know brute force through the data file to find the final... Wouldn't bother me at all because they're they're cutesy, but they're they're not all that fantastic. But when I see someone do the Jacobs Bridge on the emulator, or they they get the coordinates through the through another means, I wouldn't delete their log. But I'd be like, eh, it doesn't sit well with me because that's one I'm very proud of because of the time I put into it. Man, up until so. just then, I wasn't thinking about the fact that I could just pull them out of the deck. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> what have you done? <laughs> so so I think. I think what you're saying, you know, there, there's there's a certain there's a certain journey that you can take by doing these. Well, like I said, multis and where I goes these other types of caches that, you know, the owner may intend you to go through and see all of these different things. And if you just go straight to the final, you're kind of you're depriving yourself of that. You really are. And I think the other thing that we, is is worth mentioning is that we call them puzzle caches, but they're not. They're unknown caches. Yeah. And they're not even if it looks like a puzzle. Sometimes there's something else there. Yeah. And you shouldn't just automatically think that it's just a straight puzzle. There might be it's right. Something, there's a, there's it could an just be something different. Very close to here. Well, that, the, well, that's right. Yeah, I have one in my front lawn. The UV light. The UV light caches. Oh yeah. Yeah. He put out traditional, but then they made him change it to an unknown. Okay. Because you have to have a UV light, whatever that is. So QR codes could be unknowns too, eh? Yeah, probably. Okay, good. Because yeah, I've got a really neat website idea for those too. And, <laughs> and for these types of caches, again, I think you're depriving yourself if you just go straight to the final. There's hobby. a lot of people that play the game merely for the numbers. There's a lot of people that play the game for the nice walk. Right? There's a lot of people that do both. We've yeah, had that yeah. discussion. Is it the yeah. all about the numbers, all about the experience? It's I've never game. solved the puzzle on PEI. Yeah. <laughs> but when I go over with Paul Merrigan and them, and he has 20 puzzles solved along the room, because he likes to solve puzzles, Great. I'm finding them with them, and I'm logging to find, because I found it. Absolutely, dude. I never would have solved that puzzle, because I'm... And he it. never would have went over to pick them up if he didn't have the crew to go with. Right? Yeah, so Probably. I don't mind that. I think, I think going back to what Heath was talking about, though, the, the idea of <clears throat> the journey versus the final is... If I was looking at if I was looking at a list of puzzle caches and I say puzzle I know it's unknown but I use the term puzzle everybody does. If I were looking at, at puzzle caches on the map of Moncton and I saw Mompaz Micrologics, those wouldn't bother me to just go to the final. But if I saw something like Ron's Captain Kid Cache and I'm looking at the listing and I'm like, 
oh, that looks kind of neat. Maybe, maybe I'll, that I would probably spend the time to go simply because, you know, it, it looks interesting. It looks a little different that yeah. there's a certain amount. So I, I, I guess it, obviously it's, it's, you know, everybody's different. Everybody has their own take on it. But it's, it's interesting to hear your, your sort of take on that. And I, and I guess maybe my last point <coughs> is as a, someone who has a puzzle cache out there, when somebody logs a find on it, I don't ask them if they've solved the puzzle. I'm mm. just happy that they've logged the find. Yep. I haven't been out actually to the cash to see if they even signed the piece of paper. Oh, they could be they could be lying. Yeah. I it doesn't a, matter to me. Yeah. Like, I got a three puzzle series. I was sitting down one in, I saw the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, monkey. I I hey, that. I could do a theme on that. So I called it asking for trouble, looking for trouble, listening for trouble. And I put so many hints at asking for trouble, and all you have to do is ask me. What are the coordinates? I give them to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good I one. said, when you find this cash, you should be able to look for trouble. <laughs> when you get to that cache, there's a picture I took of the coordinates <laughs> for the next one. Nice. The last one, you click on the link and I tell a story and you have to decipher it. Oh, God. So, asking for trouble, and I said, if you get stuck, ask me. Don't be afraid to ask me. Now, all the things, and I've had people say, what are the coordinates? Perfect. And so, that's the puzzle. Nice. You have to ask nice. me for it. So, and, and I'm glad that you, you mentioned that because I actually had that as a, as a point. I mean, as an owner, I, I've got. I mean, I, I still have. Well, I have my chirp cache, cache, which is in the front lawn here. I mean, it's it's in the tree. If you if you wanted to do that one, I have the, my my vod cache. That's one that gets hit once every six months, you, where you have to watch a video and you you go to the cache listing and it has a link to a YouTube video and it's actually tormented the, the music on it. Nice. So if you watch the video, the the coordinates there's it's like screenshots of all these not screenshots but video shots of all over Moncton, but if you watch it closely enough. You know, some of those shots have numbers in them, and when you piece all the numbers together, it gives you the final to where the video, or the uh, container is. It's not hard. It's, it's very easy. It's a very simple cache, right? I don't care. If someone had the final to that, you know, if they emailed, like, Insepid or Jim or somebody else that had done, oh, do you have the final? And they had given them that and went and got it. Wouldn't bother me, none the least. As far as my puzzle caches are concerned, I would much rather have someone find the container than it to just sit there for six months, a year, and never not get found at I, all. I... I'm the same way. I want people to find them. I made my I made a, a puzzle cache using Google Earth, and somebody said I found a way to find this cache from home. I'm thinking, hello, yeah, I said that. <laughs> really? Count the windows on the building. Figure it out. Right? And he said, but I don't want to say it and ruin it. Well, I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking. I'm assuming people are going to go to Google Earth and do it. So the last the last thing I would then say, and I have this message here on my on my sheet for the show notes is, if you are Finding caches, finding finals for puzzle caches, multis, where it goes, that kind of thing. You know, with the exception of Chris here, we're kind of seasoned cachers. Are you sending the wrong message that it's okay to just go to say skip the puzzle and skip the multi, skip the where I go, just go straight to the end? Are you are we are we saying that that's okay, or are we saying that you know it, it's 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 okay sometimes, it's not okay the others. What's your kind of thoughts on that? It always comes back to everything you always see in the geocaching forum that people always see. Play your own game. Just try to stay within the norm. Yeah. yeah. You know? And most cashers have found a puzzle that they didn't solve or they were with somebody and said, I'm not going to go back and solve it when I've already signed the log. So I don't think it's cheating. I think it's just another way to play the game. All right, that's my that's my point. You guys, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Ken on that one. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think most people do. I'm middle of the road kind of guy. It, it all depends on where your honor is, where your honesty is, and what point you want to take off from the game. Even so far after bringing my wife into this game, I'm making her go back. She was with me for every find I've done so far, except for the late night ones when when you when when they get published and I go on find. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she she's been through and 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 was there for the first ten finds, but she didn't write them down. I've taken her back, and she's going to log all of those just because she didn't before. But that's how we play the game, right? Like, you're either you're honest or you're not. I have put down the log of every cash. Matt hasn't signed the log of every cash. No, nope, that's just... But this. his name is on it. Sure. <laughs> but this is how we're going to play the game from yeah. her point of view. And, that's, and whether you do or not, I don't care. <laughs> I hope you had fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, think, I think that's a good way to, to sort of wrap it up, is that you, you really do play your own game. What... Whatever feels right for you, whatever you're comfortable with, then that's what you should go with. I know that we, we've had sort of the ethical debate on here a couple of times before. We've had the discussion. I talked about how I jumped a fence to a park that was closed. Ooh, right? Like, remember that, remember that conversation? Over so, you know, there's, there's different things that, you know, different things you could say about that. And, and how, what, what, where's the line that you draw, that kind of Busting stuff? Busting a lock with a rock. <laughs> so, you know, some, some people will go further than that, but... You know, it is. It's a personal game. It's how you choose to play it. And I think that's one of the reasons why geocaching thrives, because everybody can play the way they want to. Well, yeah, it doesn't It doesn't pigeonhole everybody that plays into the same spot. Nope. And it's a good thing it doesn't, because I don't think there'd be very many people playing this game if there was. I wouldn't be finding Micrologics if I had to do them all myself. I never would. But I found, like, 60 of them. Yeah. I, I saw 20 myself. Really, I think the, the area where you run into trouble is where the cash owner has a different view, yeah. a different viewpoint on this than you do. Sure. You're, you're playing yeah. by your own individual sets of yeah. internal guidelines. And some cash owners will put that right on the listing. Please don't put hints or offer help to this cash. I'd like people to solve it on their own because I'm proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and if someone but, did that, I'd respect it. Actually, I think there is something around that. I, geez, I can't remember. And I don't tell anybody about it. Right. After I solved it, I can't remember what it was. But there was something and I've been... Honest, I haven't told anybody anything. No, it's just like, please rehide it better than you found it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You know. um, okay, so I think that kind of uh, does us in on the uh, the final versus yeah, the solve. This is a good long one. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're all... This we're is our longest. Yeah, this is our longest. Don't worry. No. <laughs> no, this has been really good. I, I, this, I think we've had a really, really good discussion here, and I, I'm okay with it going long because it is. It's the last of the year, and it, it's good to have a real good... Uh, uh, good conversation. So why don't we? I mean, I know we are running long, but I'm okay with going further. If you guys are okay, um, if you have anywhere you need to be right at this moment, um, I did. Uh, Heath Tree here mentioned have talked a little bit about winter caching, so maybe we can we can spend a little bit of, uh, of uh, time talking about uh, how caching is different in the winter. And you were talking about things as far as uh, you know winter attributes and, and things that you do in the in the winter for caching. So why don't you kind of launch well, into I, I that? Think Particularly here in New Brunswick, it would be nice if every cache put out there had a winter attribute on it. Either it's fr winter friendly or it's not. Yeah, I'm showing Heath something on my paper I had written down before we yeah. came. I have an issue with people not putting attributes on their page, especially for the contest. Yeah, caches I... that could be used for the contest can't because the attributes aren't there. I found five one day, none of them had an attribute. I couldn't use any. That seems to be a, a new pattern. There's a lot of caches with attributes. And these attributes. are not new cachers. These are people with hundreds of hives. That's the issue. Right <laughs> and did not put right. any attributes on. I always before I, I'm done my listing. I put my attributes right away. Well, that only makes They're sense to describe to the caches for people who filter them that way. Yeah, that's true, because some people would use attributes as part of their pocket queries. Uh, for 
I have a pocket query that runs and just delivers me the kid-friendly stuff from Uncle. So, 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 so here's a message to, to cache hiders out there. Go and update your attributes on your hides. In particular, I think everyone in this province should have a winter-friendly or not winter-friendly attribute on it. I, I don't understand it's, why it's going to affect unless you're burying something, why it wouldn't be winter-friendly. <laughs> I, I don't remember the last time I put a cache out on the ground, unless I, it was meant to be on the ground. Oh, no, see, now, see, I have several of them that will not be winter-friendly because the way they're camouflaged... You have some yeah, others, yeah, that's Wasp-friendly. <laughs> now, see, one of the ones I found... Sorry today, to cable guy. Yeah, <laughs> one would assume would be winter-friendly because it was stuck in the roots of a tree. But the person who put it there had had enough forethought to put it in a spot where the snow doesn't fall. Oh, that's an interesting... Right? Point. So I literally reached my hand in under the root of this tree and pulled this out, and the thing had never seen dust, dirt, snow, nothing. Hmm. It was just very pleasantly in the hole. You saw that listing I put on cast today about that guy with the funny, all the different... Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> check, check that out. I should actually... I'm going to put, put that, that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that you're going to put that in the cast. Somebody complained that there was some questionable swag now put in the cast. Yeah, something about like somebody was putting cigarette butts or so something. So he went out and had like a, just a dozen pictures of him with all this different homemade testing equipment. Yeah, just link right through the gallery. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like a bomb squad going into the cast, but it's funny. It's it was awesome. so well it's, done. It's yeah. very well done. So I'm going to put a listing, a, a, a link to that. Yeah. So... Get, getting back to the winter caching thing, so we were talking about the fact that, you know, mm. it would be nice to see a little bit more emphasis on the fact, because we are in New Brunswick and we are notorious for excessive snow and, and all the things that come along with that, to see a little bit more a little bit more attention to detail with regards to attributes and where you're hiding it. I mean... That's, I, that's another part of it, too. You know, you, we, we know around here it's going to snow. Yeah. So when you're placing it, keep that in mind that... Probably at some point in the winter, there's going to be a meter or two meters of snow on the ground. And another thing that has come up, and I've seen it happen, in the winter when there's four feet of snow and you're snowshoeing, and you reach up, in the spring, that cache is now seven feet high. <laughs> yes. Hillbilly Bob hit some in the winter with his yak tracks, and they were way high. And, people went, and if you're the cookers, no, no offense, I don't know if they're five feet tall. <laughs> they're, they're nice, cute little people, and they're... You know, they've complained many times about catches being up high. And, you know, they're both Yeah, short. I'll, I'll that go. never happens. <laughs> I'm short. And none of us here are tall, so... No. Uh, that, that one at the, uh, that, that I went and found, uh, what, Misha's? Yeah, up the tree. In oh, university yeah, yeah, there yeah. earlier in the week or last week. Man, that's up there. It's <laughs> a good solid tree, though. <laughs> yeah. so, so then a related question that I had for you guys is... The caches you have that aren't winter friendly, do you go through and disable them once the snow is on the ground? No. No. I've never done that. No. Well, that's what the attributes are for. That's what the attributes are for. Let them know it's not winter friendly. Like the one that I'm trying to find in the (laughs) four I know just by the description it's not winter friendly, but it is. I've gone back and changed my attributes realizing that cache. Yeah, I've gone back and changed mine. I've I've done the same thing. I I know that there are. They won't let you, I don't think. uh, There are people that do. I have seen caches in Moncton where they've, they've gone and they've said disabled. Not available for the winter. We'll reactivate it in the, oh, in the yeah, spring. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. So, <clears throat> so you can, but I think the emphasis should be on the attributes. If it's not a winter-friendly cache, put in the 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 red circle and the line on your winter at the winter. Not say, saying the listing is, is useless. Or put the well, I, not I, useless. Put in the hint maybe less, on the I, if it I, says on the ground. You know. I guess my concern is, for instance, I'll take my GPS unit and I'll load a bunch of caches on it. I might not go and reload them for a month. Yeah. I've got them on there. I don't see the attributes on my Garmin. Yeah, that's true. Because they're not on there. Yeah. I'm probably not going to go read the... I might not have read the cache listing. Most of us don't. It might be extra helpful for people if I've just gone and disabled them. 
So I think a lot of people, when they do their pocket queries, will say, I only want the caches that are enabled in my area. Yeah, that I do do. So I'm thinking of probably disabling the ones in mine that I know you're not going to be able to get once there's snow on the ground. You can, but most people just say not available during winter, or somebody will go and dig with a shovel. Yeah, like, I have absolutely no fun you know, digging I, where I figure it's going to be. Yeah, I, I don't care. There's, there's, there's a problem with that. I've had caches that I've tried to dig out and broke because they're fragile okay. and brittle. Yeah, I I've physically broken the container because I've got a stick and I'm jamming it in there trying to bust the ice off <laughs> the, out from around it. Okay, yeah. Wham, right through, the top goes flying and I just crack the yeah, container's now toast. And I've gone back and replaced the container. Okay. And it's funny, the new container I had wasn't quite as, as big, it was a little bit smaller and I couldn't fit all of the swag back in so I took some of the swag with me and I reused it in another cache. That cash owner went and said, I put some swag just like that in my cash. It was his swag that I moved into mine. When he had found one of mine later. Nice. nice. And, he, and he had put it in there. It was a bag of coasters. Okay. Budweiser coasters. It was, nice. Oh, I put a bag of them out myself. He didn't know they were actually his. I couldn't fit them back in his original cash. <laughs> so here, here's a question from a newbie's point of view. The whole idea of swag. I, I can see where it started, right? The idea of moving a piece all over. Yes. Eventually it became crackable. That's great. But, like, I found a... $7 carabiner in uh, Where the Fox Hat. Yeah. Like, I understand moving crap around. That's seven bows. <laughs> what are you doing? So, so I dropped in two valve caps and everything else I had in the car. <laughs> I needed a carabiner. What do you do? Right? Like, I, is that I, what it's for? I, I, yeah. the, the, the swag, I don't play the swag game very really much, much. Like, I don't do a lot yeah, of the either. trading. I know that, I know, if you if I go with the kids, like Dylan was always looking for a car, so I always carry something with me if I take the kids with me. That kind of thing, but I mean that that all started from Dave Ulmer. He's the first guy that ever hit a cash, and he had the, the eighteen gallon jug with the can of beans and the movies, and he had a whole bunch. And that was all that was his rule, you know, take something, leave something. That that's kind of where that came from. So as far as as far as you know, the kind of guideline, it, it's it's it doesn't go much further than that. Some people leave expensive swag. I left the uh, I hit a, a cash in Caledonia Park, the world's biggest micro. Which apparently, if you try to go to that now, is very brutally wet. But anyway. it was when I went. Oh, it's bad. It was new. Anyway, it's it's an eighteen gallon tub painted like a thirty five millimeter canister. <laughs> uh, so there's a spoiler to anybody that wants to get that cache. Anyway, I had uh, there was there's a geocache, not the geocaching movie, which people have heard of, but Groundspeak had put out a video about you could buy this DVD about geocaching and had an interview with Dave Ulmer and Jeremy Irish and the guys from Groundspeak and all this kind of stuff and took you out and learned and all that kind of stuff. So I, I bought it, watched it, didn't need it anymore, so I stuck it. I mean, that's 20, it was $25 okay, to buy yeah. and I put that in it a, in a, as, as a track. I said it was a first to find prize if somebody wanted to take it, but it really was just swag and I'm okay with that. It just, I, I did, I, most of the stuff, if I do larger containers, I have a, a Rubbermaid tub filled with dollar store trinkets that I just throw in and it's, it is what it is. But some people, they're, they're perfectly okay with putting... He, maybe that $7 care runner they, they got for free. Maybe they comped yeah, it somewhere, yeah. that kind of thing. So it was, It's just funny because you see all sorts of different stuff. You see the little dollar store swing yeah. toys. And like, uh, every time that Dexter's with us and he's in the van, he'll find something to throw in because he thinks that's real. Yeah, yeah. The kids he gave us his prized pickle finger to put in somebody's <laughs> cash, right? You know, it's just... It, it seems really attractive to him. I... I'm at a loss. But. Funny, I have the opposite happen to me one time. I found this cache, <laughs> and it was loaded with um, dream catchers and native art and different stuff like that. Really nice, cool stuff in it. It was a big rubber rink. I opened up, 
this is really cool. So I said, oh, my wife would like to have a dream catcher. She always talks about them. So I went, and I was out fishing. I went, and I got a really nice, like, $5 fishing lure that I had. Okay. An expensive one. I put it in the cache, took a dream catcher. I went there, I said, great cash is the owner. I said, I took a dream catcher. He goes, oh, that's not swag for trading. He says, that's all informational stuff that people can learn about the, the native uh, <laughs> stuff you that they have. Tie it to the cash. I, no. <laughs> I went back, I said, you really should tell people, this yeah. is not swag, this is yeah. educational material inside the yeah. cash for you to look and say, this is some of the art you can buy from our local uh, native bands, something like that. Wow. I didn't know. I apologize. He said, I completely understand. He says, somebody else took some stuff too. Hmm. He said, I said, well, to me, a cash yeah. full of stuff is swag. As soon as you find but, a cash, if there's something in it, you And this, it. I said, wow, sweet. This is really nice <laughs> stuff. And I apologized to him. And he was really understandable about it. I sure. said, I put in a really good fishing order that somebody could use in shipment if, to catch some pickerel. So. See, what, what I had seen, I don't remember what it was. It was a... Uh, it was a library cache that's not the typical library, not like uh, Mark yeah. Irene's one here, but it was a it was a Rubbermaid container filled with books, and it was made for you to trade. So you drop you drop a, if you want you could get one of the books you could take the book out of the cache and keep it, and then you would tr- drop a book of your own that you would put in there. Oh, I thought that was a fantastic idea. Is. It was a really really neat idea. It was really really different. I didn't have any books, so I just signed the log and I kind of perused a little bit, and I'm like, that's a really really neat neat idea. I got so many books in there. <laughs> so you can do a you can do a book. We're off track of, uh, so, but yeah, as far as anyway, winter caching. So yeah, the he three was the one saying you know kind of try and and be a little bit more conscious of your of your hiding as far as as caching is concerned in the winter time. I know. I don't know if I disabled them though, Heath, like you're saying. But I, if you're a caching. I wouldn't. Person. My personally, I wouldn't. But they're that, available, but hey, they're still there. You know, I, I if I were going to do anything, I might put a note on the cache. I might say. You know, it's set as winter friendly, say, I know this cache is buried, you know, so you're probably not going to find it, but I would leave it active, because some people, all I will see here, might decide they want to try and dig for it. Like, I had one at the, uh, at the cache popular parking lot, the one in the, the way bar yeah. in, the, in, the, in the ground. Rebar. Rebar, whatever. Yeah. I had that one as soon as the winter came. There was no way anybody was going to find it, but I didn't disable it. Well, I'm thinking in particular of my cache called the Depths of Despair. Yeah, I know that which, one. Which... Definitely, once there's snow on top yeah. of it, it's <laughs> Which, not going to be accessible. That's down by the lake? Yes, by okay, the fire yes. station. I've yet to do that one yeah. yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> and if and if there's any degree of snow on the ground, oh. you're not going to be able to get it. No, no way. And I just don't want to waste anybody's time, I yeah. guess, is what yeah. I have in the back of my mind. So Damn, I, you know what? I'm going to waste my time. I'm going to take that challenge. I, I, think, <laughs> I think I'll go and disable the ones I have that I know you're not going to be able to get in wintertime. And I think the reviewers are okay with that. I've seen that because I have seen it before. I have seen people If, if you put a note, disabling for winter, and cash tech is not going to touch it. No. They'll say, okay, that makes sense. All the Funday Park ones... I don't know if they have been this year, but normally they archive them in the winter. No, they don't no. archive them, disable them. They're still active. Yeah. Some That's of them true. are. Yep. And some of them, ones that were underneath the boardwalk, I don't think the first ones, the first year they dis- they disabled them for the winter. Okay. Because the park was closed. I, I don't see Nobody that. was going to be there to do maintenance on it. The guy was not working there during the winter. Uh, okay. So they said no. But maybe now there's a full-time guy. Uh, all I know is when we were going down there for, uh, for Christmas Eve, we had checked everything ahead of time. Cash-wise, and everything still looked good. On a side note, how was the yurt? I'm going to tell you, there's something... Because uh, there are caches like Nemo who are interested in it. <laughs> it, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Their, their documentation on the website does lack one word, inadequate, beside the fireplace. It was cold. <laughs> that little <laughs> propane fireplace doesn't cut it? it, it you're in a canvas bag. Kind of granted, there's there's insulation there's there. There's a couple of walls, supposedly, and some insulation. But. Yeah, and there's, there's a thin plastic layer in there, and, and mm-hmm. it's... 
I say it was cold. It came up to 55-ish Fahrenheit. So that's, what, 10, 12 degrees Celsius? Mm. Which, it, it's more than adequate for sleeping, right? It took about it's two prepared. hours to get there. When we first got there in the morning, it took about two hours to heat up to that. And we were kind of hoping it was going to get a little warmer. <laughs> Other than that, you walk in, there is literally everything you need. There's brooms, there's mops, there's shovels, there's a bucket of salt. What were the cooking plate. supplies like over in a cooking shelter? There's no yeah. supplies. Bring your own, but there's a wood stove, and it's a full-length, like, so 60 wood stove. there's just a wood stove. And Somebody told me there was cupboards for each year, cupboards with, yeah. with, with stuff in them. Uh, there's not stuff in them. They're locked. You so can you, lock them with so your door. So you can put your Coleman stove, your, your pots, pans, your food in them and lock them. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, the, the wood stove that's there is more than more than usable for cooking food on. Yeah, I've cooked on them down there. We, we had no issue that way, but uh, where, where we've got the youngest uh, child just kept trying to run at the wood stove, so we couldn't <laughs> hang out there very much, but again, all the firewood dry, split, and in a closet for you, you didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. They really tried to make it so that you had no concerns while you're there. It was really nice. Cool. Very yeah. good. All right, so, pardon me. Maybe we should cut this short. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I was just going to say, we can, we can wrap this up now. We're coming to the... Pushing two hours, so I want to I want to finish this off, uh, wrap us up. Good luck in the editing suite, man. <laughs> 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 you can two parts. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I suppose I could do that. Make two it? separate files. Yeah. Um, okay, so that finishes up our month's topics. Uh, last thing on the list is upcoming events, so we can touch on this just briefly. Uh, I was shocked to see that the St. John Breakfast is the only one in the queue. There's two. Well, Digger took over. He's doing them now, so not KFB Canada. Yeah, and then it was somebody else, because Digger's not doing the January one either. Yeah, well, I'm thinking that maybe they're splitting them up because people want caches for the uh, contest. Oh, yeah, maybe that's part of it. with the mostest, yeah. I think. <clears throat> so, but there's no uh, there's no other breakfast currently listed, so there's none for Fredericton or Moncton. So. They may come out. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that they'll come. I'm sure they will, you know, that's just uh, just a matter of time. Uh, there's uh, Mad Puck and Tagalong are doing a murder mystery. That looks cool. I saw that. That looked really, really neat as a neat idea for uh, for an event. So uh, Where, where's that at? I, Fredericton. Fredericton area. Yeah, I think yeah, twenty. I don't remember the date. Fourteenth. Fourteenth. Might be the thing. Might be the. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that was the end of the. I'm thinking one of them's on the thirty first. There's an event on the thirty first. I'm sure it's the thirty first. So what I'd like to know is, can we bring the cashers we'd like to murder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. There's also a Geocaching 201, which is going to take place in Riverview on the 7th. So that's being put on by Tiger Tracker, and I'm going to be doing a little piece there as well. Uh, I think Team Bike Fast is doing a geocaching learning event. Uh, that's, I would say, near St. John-ish, because that's where they're from. Um, and, of course, the Ice Walk in February. So that's what's, that's com- what's coming up in the, and, the event pipe. And the uh, Winter Lude one. The Winter Lude will be coming at some Still point. Still not published, <coughs> but it will be soon. And the uh, Cash Up NB relaunch. Uh, I would expect that to be the first week of March. I haven't finished what I'm going to do. Just keep your ears open for when I'm crying and screaming in the shout box. It'll be a couple days after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not ready. <laughs> so, uh, but beyond that, that's, uh, yeah, that's, any, yeah. as far as 2012 is concerned, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully I have a good, uh, good caching year. I, th- I think the last thing I want to mention about 2012, for those of you trying to fill your grid... Yes. Every day of the year. It's a leap year. So make sure you mark your calendar to go out caching on February 29th. It will probably be an event. I can't go out caching on February 29th because that's officially my second anniversary. <laughs> I've been married to my wife for eight years on that day. <laughs> so, what better way to celebrate than my geocaching? <laughs> Actually, we're going to spend it a year in Fundy Park. Yeah, and it's not going to be a very good year. You won't be able to fill your calendar if you start this year in your Mayan. 
Yes, yeah, well, you can fill it, but there's no point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the you at the, uh, the end of the year. So, um, all right, so you can expect to see this posted within. Well, you don't care because you. Well, when you see this, it will be posted. Yes, exactly. Uh, I like your idea of splitting it into two into two uh, two parts. That might not be a bad two idea. Two files, just make it. Yeah, because this is uh, this is going to be pushing two hours. So, hopefully, all is good. So, uh, nobody else has any other final comments. We can uh, we can wrap up. No, break up and put it on YouTube, boys. You Don't can host it yourself. Two uh, two hours. All right. Thanks a lot, guys, and we'll see you next month.